Yeah. Okay, we'll do it that way. Jai Ma, Jai Ma. Jai Ma, Guruji. Swamiji, it's recording now, okay? Yeah, thank you. Okay. Okay, I've lost a button where you can mute everybody. So you'll probably ask everybody. Oh, I, got I found it. We can start going. Okay. Jai Ma. Shri Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. Om Mangalam Gurudevaya Devi Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindavya Sarva Lokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarva Dharma Sarupini Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Tenamaha Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankarachara Majamam Ashmarachara Prayantam Mande Gurum Parampara Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Devo Param Brahman Dasmai Shri Guru Vedamaha Om Badra Kalinamonicham Saraswatinamon Maha Veda Viranta Vedan Veda Viranta Viranga Vijasthani Vevacha Sri Ganesha Sharada Guru Gyonamaha Hari Om Hari Om Hari Om Hari Om Jai Ma Welcome everybody Continuing our, our discussions on the Devi Gita from the Shrimad Devi Bhagavatam Last week we gave a little introduction to the um, tradition of the Puranas to the a little bit of the history of the Shrimad Devi Bhagavatam itself from which this text arrives as it pulled from and then a little bit of the history of the importance of this text as a major Sanskrit development of uh, in the and the, the goddess tradition and the Shakta tradition, um, and then we went through just a few verses. I think we only got two verses in, and so we will pick up where we left off. Uh, was we're starting with verse three, um, but I wanted to bring a few. Uh, uh, let me let me let me bring up the verses that we talked about so far. Let's see here. I imagine you can see that. Okay, let's go back to where we were here. The two verses we we talked about. One is so the uh, the the uh, king uh, Jana uh, Mejaya. He asked uh, Sage Vyasa in the part of a previous conversation. He says, "You said earlier that supreme, that supreme lustrous power manifested itself on the crest of the Himalayan mountains." This you mentioned only in passing, now explain it to me in, in full detail. 
And then this beautiful verse, what thoughtful person would ever tire in drinking the nectarine, nectarine tales of Shakti? Death comes even to those who drink divine ambrosia, the, the amrita that the gods drink, but not to one who hears these acts of hers. This is what we, we, we begin to talk about. And so I was thinking a little bit, um, uh, how do we understand these acts of her? What are we listening to? Um, and in, in our other kind of uh, course that we're giving simultaneously, um, we've been talking um, uh, the, uh, 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 a little bit on the, on the textual tradition of Shaktism in our other course, our, our, more pre our previous class. We talked a little bit about this Shabda Pramana, this tradition of, of the um, uh, authoritative um, uh, scriptural or authoritative information from about, about divine things. And the Puranas are in that tradition. They don't have the same authority as the Vedas, of course. Um, um, even they usually themselves don't claim the same authority as the Vedas. Although sometimes the, the uh, Puranas are described as the fifth Veda, the Mahabharata is the fifth Veda. That's a very rhetorical um, device when you declare your text to be the fifth Veda, to be equal to or something like this. And the Purana, this Purana itself is understood as the fifth Veda in a certain sense. But it, but it itself will, uh, Devi herself in it will make the claim that this is not a Veda and that when a contradiction happens between Purana and Veda or Tantra and Veda, we accept Veda. So it's a very, in that sense, an orthodox sounding uh, text. But it's still it's still authoritative in the sense that it's coming down. It's it's attributed to a great scriptural authority, spiritual authority of Yasa, right? Uh, the great ancient sage. It's attributed to and believed in the in kind of more of a faith tradition approach to it. These are these are conversations that happened thousands of years ago between between sages and 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 kings, and the stories that were told. In this conversation between the sage and the king, uh, uh, our, our sage here in Vyasa, are about even more ancient stories. These stories are already old stories, believed to have been told a long, long time ago, thousands of years ago, perhaps a thousand years ago for sure. Maybe the, the the belief is that this conversation, if it happened historically, I mean, if you put it in the, in the timeline, it would it's claimed to be thousands of years ago, um, just after the Mahabharata war. Um, but it talks about that's kind of the frame story. But it 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 it's in, it's introducing and we're these these tales of Shakti that are going to be described in the next verse as very ancient. And so we we're already talking ancient time. Now what's very ancient here? It's ancient as in like the beginning of the world, right before creation or in the heavenly realm. So it's dealing with um, um, mythic themes, right? Very ancient stories. The Puranas are going to be full of these type of stories. Um, um, which we now may describe as mythological, right? Uh, dealing with um, um, other worlds, previous worlds, like like this, the 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 things that happen not on Earth, but things that are happening in the heavens or in the hellish realms, right? This is one, one of the terms that's going to be used is in the three tiered universe, right? So it's, it's information from other parts of the world, other like that. So how do we take this, right? And so I always wanted to, uh, and so part of my uh, um, goal in this course, in this class is to go through the verses of the course and we can get a deeper understanding um, both of the text and this tradition, but also information for our own spiritual life, hopefully. I find this text extremely informative and illuminating for my own spiritual understanding development. Um, but also, 
you know, as part of the Ramakrishna Seminary, also we want to we also want to get a little bit of training on exegesis and hermeneutics. How do we interpret things? How do what are the principles to understand text? So I want to just introduce a few ideas, and then you, and 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 we'll see how those will, will, that we can. I mean, throughout the, the these classes, we'll introduce more and more, right? Of, of principles of hermeneutics and interpretation, right? So one of the terms that we use, that's used in the classical Sanskrit literature is vidhi. That's V-I-D-H-I, right? And the vidhi is like I don't know. The problem is that vidhi is how do you interpret something? I don't even know how to interpret the word vidhi, right? But it's used in like in Vedanta, Mimamsa to understand what a verse means, how to properly understand a verse or a word or a, a theme in order to, so that rituals can be properly practiced. So that the rituals can be Effect, what what does the text say? How to do a particular rite in the proper way? So we don't understand what's being said and how it's being said. We won't know how to do the rite properly. As the rites are no longer the most important part of the Vedic tradition and the tantric tradition, Puranic traditions, this type of interpretation of of of, of vidhi has come down considerably, and the term has then become broadened. Right to include statements, it's now not just in how rituals perform, but statements about the absolute truth, about Brahman, about the nature of the soul, the jivatman, the nature, the meaning of life, the proper course of action for living a good life, for promoting human flourishing. You know, think Dharma, um, um, uh, uh, meditation, spiritual life. That which now the 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 interpretation is not just on how to perform a ritual. The interpretation is how to What's the meaning for what's the spiritual meaning? How to live a spiritual life? What's what, what's being told like this, right? So any text under that's under discussion, right, has to be analyzed to find out what its what its vidhi is, uh, what its implications. For in a certain way, we can say as we're approaching it a little bit for esoteric knowledge, right? What is the spiritual meaning here, right? For and for and for our action, our, our new interpretation of, of 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 ritual action, of devotional action, of yogic practice like this, right? Right. And so it is an example that's used in the classical literature, like many people who are at tomorrow's tomorrow day after tomorrow is holy, important Vaishnava holiday. So we're thinking of Chaitanya and Krishna and Narshinga uh, right now. So the, the classic story in the in the Shrimad Bhagavatam, it's part of the holy tradition also. You may all of you probably already know this, where Krishna, the gopis worshiping Ma Katyayani in order to get Krishna as their husband. They were they they were bathing and leaving their clothes on the bank of the, of the river. Krishna came and said his cold came and stole the vasta, their clothes, and went him to a tree. And went him to a tree and each gopi had to come out and um, uh, uh, naked and in, in to get their clothes back. Now that story is a very fascinating story. I've actually found even ancient references to that actual practice as a, as a um, dating type of practice of the marriage um, proposal in like Japanese culture and things like that. So it's interesting, there may even be a, an historical actual practice of that where one would, in order to, before getting married, one would have to pretend to go bathing with their girlfriend and then step out of the river and get their clothes back or get something from the suitor. There may be even some ancient history like that. But generally it's understood this must have some meaning, right? So what's the vid the vidi is given in the in, in the in the commentaries that in that story, Krishna represents or is God or the Supreme Purusha, right? To use the Samkhya type there, and the gopis represent the Jivatmas, the individual souls, 
right? And the way of surrender, sharanagati or prapti is being illustrated in the story. They have to give up everything, go beyond shame, beyond body consciousness, individuality, right? And surrender to the Lord, right? And so the ancient commentaries on this section, describe the Bhagavatam will describe that the details of the story are not primary. The meaning is the soul has to go beyond its individuality or it's beyond its body identification, its ego ident identity, and, and surrender to the Lord, right? Uh, so that's the core meaning. Of course, we believe, I mean, I, we can go to Vrindavan and see where this happened and bathe and that happened. You can, you know, you know it, it, these things are very, the where myth and meaning and mysticism hit history and geography, right? It's all very interesting how it all puts together. But the, the, the getting lost in some of the details Right. I mean, the detail, which I can't, that's not the right way to say it. It'll be, I love the details. This class is about all these wonderful details. Right. But to keep in mind what's the, the spiritual import, the vidhi being described here is more important, perhaps. Um, and so this is what this is going to happen as we go through the story. We're going to hear about gods and demons taking over heaven and getting boons and kicking the gods out of heaven and, and then, and then uh, uh, Shiva. Uh, wandering around with a dead body of his wife, and you know, there's the stories going to be mentioned, and then Parvati being born, and then the the gods being being um, the gods going into the in, into the Himalayas and doing austerity to get a vision of the Devi, to add, and then they get the vision of the Devi and they pray to the Devi to please take birth, right? And so all those are important. These are these are these are the um, um, uh, uh, these are the stories, these are the mythic stories and, and of, of Hinduism, right? So they're all very important. <laughs> they found the background of Hindu thought, but we're going to be focusing more, I mean, to try to focus on this, um, um, on this kind of inner meaning or what we're supposed to take of it as, a, as spiritual principles, not just stories, ancient stories, or ancient, maybe ancient history, that's harder to push, right? At least ancient stories, or what ancient people believed, that's all interesting, right? But what are we supposed to believe? What are we supposed to take from these stories? That's going to be our focus. And there's terms as, as the weeks go on, I'll introduce more Sanskrit terms on these principles of different types of um, 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 levels of, 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 of meaning of speech, you know, the literal meaning, the allegorical meaning, the implied meaning, the, you know, these type of things will have to be understood, right? So what is it? What is the text? We have to know what the text is saying, what the text is teaching, right? Uh, and then also next layer, what is teaching us? What can we learn from the text? Um, um, and then this requires a certain level of qualification, both of the person teaching. Of course, we it's called the the apta vakya, the 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 authoritative for somebody who's had authority to speak. This is not me. I'm I'm not the authority. It's the scripture itself is the authority. In this case. The belief is that it's written by Vyasa, right? So the great sage, right? Or at least we can say historically, it's written by the great scribes that composed, that put it in its present form, you know, in the 14th, 15th, 16th century like that. Or we could say the authority is a tradition itself of Shaktism that has come down in this particular lineage was a non-dualistic yet devotional form of Shaktism, right? So we can see that, that, that with the authority, so that we know the authority of what we have to, we have to take the text seriously. We have to take the text as a source of divine knowledge. Otherwise it remains close to it, but just becomes a text for analysis rather than something that can actually speak to spiritually, right? So 
the scriptures mention and, and the, or the tradition mentioned that the qualifications to read or to hear the text to get some benefit from it are also mentioned. I'll just mention them quickly. There's one, um, akanksha. Akanksha. This means a desire for learning, either for, I mean, everybody likes these top four reasons of whatever, you know, everything's listed like this, right? Is you have to have a desire to learn. If you're not a desire to learn, no matter how what the qualification of the teacher or the significance of your text has not much value, right? Then uh, yogyata is fitness. You have to be fit to learn. The desire is always not enough. You have to have certain qualifications, obviously. Then akshati is uh, um, uh, uh Asakti, sorry, is devotion, um, and then uh, tatpariya jnana, which is an insight. And so insight comes, you have to, hearing these texts, you have to have enough spirit, you have to have some spiritual experience, spiritual practice, and background understanding, that when you hear these things, that they make sense to you, and then some meaning blossoms within, right? If somebody mentions about, oh, all of a sudden somebody saw a divine light and from that light it became overwhelmed with emotion and they couldn't and 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 their voices were choked but then they remembered they tried to recite verses they remembered and and and, and prayed this way if you don't have any background experience in in, in devotion and sadhana and yoga and meditation and these and they maybe even some emotions spiritual emotions running through your system these these things. I mean, you, you can understand what they mean, but you don't really understand what they mean. They don't. The 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 deeper insight won't be there. So, looking at that, let's let's jump into verse three. Let me go back to my share screen. Verse two, verse three. So, Vyasa is a picture of Vyasa, the speaker, traditional speaker, at least. Right, let's say Vyasa Uvacha. So that's already, when you say Vyasa Uvacha, you're, you're claiming a certain type of divine authority, right? Vyasa is, is a great, is the, um, himself considered a partial incarnation, a kind of plenary incarnation of Vishnu, who, um, um, uh, who originally, as the tradition believes, uh, organized, Vyasa means to expound and to organize, organize the scriptures. He then also uh, organized the Vedas into their, into their, into the, into four different parts of the tradition says. Then he, it's also, he's attributed, the Mahabharata is attributed to him. And most of the Puranas are attributed to him, many other texts, even, even later texts like Vedanta Sutra, the, uh, uh, the Brahma Sutra, um, it's, uh, which, it's not written by Vyasa, not by this Vyasa, it's attributed to Vyasa, because otherwise it doesn't have the same scriptural authority. Immediately position Vyasa, Vyasa said it, right? It was a different Vyasa. But anyways, so let's see what he has to say. Let me find my notes here. Danyosi Kritta Kritiosi Shikshikchosi Mahatma Bihi Bhagyavan Asi Yadevyam Nirvyaja Bhakti Rasati, Rastite, sorry, my tongue, not there. Well, this translation, or of course, like the main translation we're putting on the screen is by uh, uh, C. Mackenzie Brown from this version. Many of you already have it or versions of it. I've also given a PDF of it on the website of the, of the verses, not of the full text. So you can, if you want to study it. Danyosi. So what is Danyaha? Danya Asi. Danyaha Asi. Danyaha means you're blessed. And Asi means you are. 
you are blessed. So this is now he speaking to the, the, the person who asked the question. What was his question? Let's go back. Remember the question, it's all very important because this is to elicit this response. What, uh, uh, um, what thoughtful person ever would it's, tell us more of these tales of Shakti. Tell us more about Ma, right? Uh, that, that this is what gives immortality, not drinking nectar like the gods. Even the gods die. I want immortality like that. So because of this, he responses, you are blessed. The, 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 the symptom of here of his being blessed is this question, right? Such spiritual questions. You are blessed. And it says, Krita Krityosi. You are um, Krita Krityaha, right? And then Ashi. Asi means you've accomplished what, you, what needs to be accomplished, right? So that's a beautiful uh, line, right? In in the um um there's a there's a verse in the Bhagavad Gita. If you look in the Bhagavad Gita, if you want to do comparison, you can look up a line in chapter 15, verse 20, right? And it says, um, O Sin, I have shared this most secret principle of the Vedic scriptures with you, O Sinless Arjuna. By understanding this, a person becomes enlightened and fulfills all that is to be accomplished. Here again he used. Syat krita kritiyasya cha bharata. Oh, oh bharata, you've by 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 um, understanding this, uh, uh, you attain you 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 will attain everything that needs to be attained. Right. The term itself also has a Vedantic um, pedigree. Also, of course, it's in the Bhagavad Gita, but in the um, uh, uh, Panchadasi, important uh, uh, Vedic text. Right, um, uh, by uh, by Vidya Vidranya, um, he mentions four qualities that one, four qualities that come when one has attained the blissful state of Brahman, right? Because people claim all kinds of things. <laughs> Actually, uh, even when like uh, uh, I've, I mean, in in my line of work, <laughs> right, we we hear all kinds of things. People claiming all kinds of um, uh, states of consciousness. Right, and of course, the the best thing is not to claim any state of consciousness or advertise it on your website or try to make a living on your state of consciousness. But even when somebody attains some, and they think, "Oh, I've attained some, I've, I've, I've attained something," right? And so there are symptoms. So the the symptoms given by in the Panchadasi are four. He uses kritya kritya. That's one. There's the same word as that, right? And that is here. It's kind of understood as having done what needs to be done. Everything you need to have done has been done. Right, dukkha uh, bhava means that you over you have no suffering. All sense of misery is gone. Right, kamapti uh, attaining your desires. You attain your desires. This is interesting because Vedanta, if you attain, if knowledge of Brahman, right, gives you in the ancient world understood actually you can fulfill your desires just by desiring it. Your desires will get fulfilled. If you have a desire, it will be fulfilled. But obviously, this has been. A little bit refined in our understanding now is that your all your desires are fulfilled means you no longer have desires. By attaining since the desire knowledge of Brahman is what we really want, it's use this language. You fulfill all your desires, or all desires appear. But actually, in the older sense, this could actually probably have meant that anything you want, you get. You, you get the, those benefits. And then prapta praptya, just like krita kritya, prapta pratya means you attain what is you've attained what you to attain. So the same ideas is there. So you are blessed and you are and you are complete he's translated as completely fulfilled you've attained 
everything that needs to be attained. Of course, it's not, he, he, he may not have attained everything because he's still asking questions, but the fact that he's asked, he's attained everything needful to ask this question, right? Many of us have not yet accomplished what needs to be done or experienced what needs to be experienced that makes this, these questions, right? About, the, about spiritual life primary. Right. Um, um, there's one Swami that we know, Swami Bhumananda Tirta. He has this great line. He has this term. He says, when your when your desires and experiences are outlived with discretion, something like that. You know, you've 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 gone through so much experience, right? You've you've ex you've experienced so many things, both material and spiritually and physical, and and emotional, everything. That now you're in a certain sense ready, ready to speak, ready to to think about some of these. Uh, these higher these higher things a certain sense. You are blessed, Danyosi, Danyosi, Kritya Krityosi, Shikshosi. And in you why why are you blessed? Why are you fulfilled? Because you've been taught Shiksha. Shik uh, Shikshitaha Asi. You have been taught by Mahatma, by great souls. Uh, you've heard this term Mahatma. We use it as a, as a title for uh, certain saints. For instance, we use uh, Mohandas K. Gandhi, who is often referred to as Mahatma Gandhi, right? Um, um, Mahatma Bi. You you've been taught by great souls, and I was struck me twenty something years ago when I first read this translation. We give talks on that. That's interesting. He's translated it as great, those of great heart, rather than the normally we translate it as great soul, right? So that's very interesting. We'll go back to, uh, in a second, we'll go back to that. Actually, we'll, we'll talk about it now. Let's not go back to it before moving forward. Right. Um, where is it? Uh, 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 so the Mahatma, great Maha, great Atma, soul, self. Atma means many things. It means soul. It means self. It means um, um, uh, uh, mind. It means body. It means ego. By use, it, could be, it has to be understood and it's used. But you do Mahatma, we think, oh, the great soul. And, and it's become a title. And here it's used, I think, almost like a title. A title of a saint or of a sadhu, right, of a guru. We, and often, like, in, 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 like, like in, in our... Sadhu world and our Sadhu Vasha and our Sadhu um, Basha, the Sadhu has their own Sadhus have their own language. They say, "Oh, when they'll, they'll ask you, oh, when did you become a Mahatma?" Like going, "Well, that's a I'm not a Mahatma." I mean, that's like somebody asking. Also, I've also been asked, "Oh, when did you become a saint?" Like, I'm not a saint. You know, we're not even close to being a saint. But by saint here means Sadhu, and Mahatma also means Sadhu, right? So that's the common use is that. that uh, 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 um, uh, it's a title for somebody who becomes a somebody who lives a sadhu life or is a spiritual person or a saint of some sort. And so, but it, it may be something, it means something, it could be mean something more, allow why I think the uh, Mackenzie Brown has used this term great heart, great hearted. Right. Who is, so we have to think who, who taught him, who taught uh, uh, Janaman Mejayas, who is his teacher? Well, Immediate teacher is Vyasa, but it's not. I mean, this isn't. This isn't. You were taught, not you're being taught by a great soul. The terms are in the in the in past tense. You've been taught, right? Uh, um, you've been blessed. You've been fulfilled, and you've been taught. You know, it's in this. Uh, you've been taught. Um, so it's not. It's not 
of course, that's also kind of like Vyasa wouldn't say that about himself. Oh, you're lucky you're being taught with such a great person like me. So who, who are the other teachers? So, I mean, I was looking up a little bit some of the history of, 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 of the king, um, you know, but his father is a great soul. His father is King Parikshit, right? Who, uh, uh, his grandfather is Yudhisthira, the incarnation of Dharma. His uh, uncles are the, are the, um, uh, uh, are the uh, Pandavas. Right, you know, uh, 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 he grew up. He grew up in a, in a in a in a divine family. So we could maybe this refers. He's been taught by this family, by this by this tradition, something like this. Yeah, or you could say a little bit like he's been inherited. He's in, he's in, he's he, whoever has taught him. He's the fact that he's full of devotion and that he's asking divine questions, spiritual questions, um, shows showing that he's blessed. Means whoever that he's been taught by great people who've taught him these he's in his inherited tradition of spiritual values right or or, or of, of devotion devotional values right and also i was thinking over my morning coffee uh just kind of nervous about today's i'm always nervous about the, whatever i'm going to speak right like even that term mahatma great soul the soul is not great or small right this, uh, so what makes what makes one a mahatma Right, one does not become a great soul. Right, the soul is the same in everybody. Right, what changes if you think, oh, he's a Mahatma? Why was Gandhi called a Mahatma? Why are our gurus and saints and and swamis and like sometimes addressed as Mahatmas? Uh, what changes? Their soul has not changed. Their soul is what it, it hasn't gotten bigger or brighter. Something's changed. Right, their mind has changed. Their heart has changed. It's gotten bigger. That's become bigger. That's become greater. Right. What makes one a Mahatma? You'd think some experience. Right. What is the experience? Experience of what? So what makes one? Well, it, perhaps, I mean, we assume that, that it's the experience of the, of the self, of God, of the goddess, something like this. Right. Of liberation or some divine experience. Right. That, that would make one... Um, uh, so one would be conscious of the one, right? The one within the many, right? That would make somebody broad-minded and large-hearted. Great heart here, it was a, of those of great heart, right? When you know the one, the diff, then, then you understand and have tolerance and vision to digest and, and understand and, and reciprocate with the many in, such, in, a beautiful, in a larger way, right? So we could say that of the changing of the eternal within the changing, um, um, something like that. The one within the many, the eternal within the changing. This gives one um, great understanding. So many people claim back to our uh, this um, uh, kritya kritya in, in the Panchadasi description of, of qualities of somebody who's experienced Brahman, many people claim a powerful divine experience, right? Many, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, lot of, um, um, uh, there's, there's a lot of big pers personal claims, right? Religions are usually started in our normal, we often think of religion, some of the big ones we're thinking, we think of are, are, are started by people who we believe claimed that they're very important. They have a unique experience. Maybe they've spoken with God. Maybe they are God. Maybe they're one with God, right? Maybe they're God's messenger. Maybe they're God's only messenger, something like this, right? And so these are pretty um, strong um, claims 
that they require, um, I always think very big claims require big evidence, right? Um, and the problem is that there's no evidence for such claims, right, very often, right? But deep experience, we think if it's a deep experience, profound experience, it could make one great-hearted, great, large-hearted, broad-minded, right? Um, um, because it would break, we imagine, such uh, the, the, the constraints of such limit, limiting views, right? Sri Ramakrishna gave the, I we use this example all the time. I think it's essential to understand Sri Ramakrishna's view of many things. And you've maybe heard me tell the story. There's a, a story of, of, um, of, of uh, somebody went into the, when somebody went out under a tree to go to the bathroom and he saw an animal there. He saw a red animal. He came back and told his friends, I went under that tree and I saw a red animal. And his friend says, no, it's not a red animal. I also go to that tree. It's a blue animal. And somebody else says, no, no, it's a green animal. And everybody's making these different arguments. Uh, 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 they start arguing. And somebody who lives under that tree hears them arguing and says, what are you guys arguing about? And they, he, he hears their arguments. He says, oh, all of you are right. Actually, I live under that tree and I know the animal really well, right? It's actually a chameleon. Sometimes it's red, sometimes it's blue, sometimes it's green, sometimes it has no color, sometimes many colors, right? Um, so all of you are right, right? So in that story, the various people who saw the animal had some experience. They, they've had some religious, I mean, here the animal means God in the story, the metaphor, obviously, right? Um, uh, um, uh, in, this, in this example. So they've, they've experienced an actual animal, right? But their experience is not very deep, right? And, 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 and they're overclaiming their, the, the, the claims of knowledge based on that experience are pretty exaggerated, right? Oh, I know what the animal is. I saw it. And so, and it's true, they had some religious experience and they can trust their experience. And what you, I guess you can trust your experience, right? And then the next generation of people, another category of people who believe them and follow them they believe they're they're real that they've had real experience the followers the disciples of such people right they themselves have not had the experience but they're following what they think are great souls who've had that experience right but the mahatma in the story the paramahansa sri ramakrishna said who lives under the tree he has profound understanding he has deep understanding he has intimate understanding sri ramakrishna described that as vijnana right, uh, a certain type of realized knowledge, mature realized knowledge, um, uh, that, and his response, rather than saying, all of you are out to lunch, and you're all wrong, right, he says, oh, all of you are right, he's broad, he's broad, he makes them very large-hearted, and seeing how they're right, they're not fully right, right, they're not, they have limited understanding, but they're right, and have this broadness of, of heart, so he uses the term broadness of heart, I think is very interesting. So you are blessed, you are completely fulfilled. Why? Because you have been taught by these large-hearted, large, broad-minded, great souls, right? And we also hope that our, our august assembly here, our little gathering of devotees, are also um, uh, being taught and have been taught by great souls, or following at least great souls, um, real Mahatmas. Bhagyavana Sihi. Let me find let me find my verses here. Second line. Bhagyavan. Bhagyavan asi. You are, what else are you? You're also fortunate, right? And bhagya, bhagya, bhagyavan, you possess fortune. You are lucky. Right. And and that term bhagya is related to this term bhagavan, has the same 
these divine qualities, these auspicious qualities. You're very lucky or fortunate. So when a great saint looks at you and says, you're blessed, you've done what needs to be done, you must have been taught by great people, right? And you are very fortunate. Of course, you are very fortunate, we know, because he's going to get a great message, right? But then he gives the condition for his fortune. Um, yat devyam nirvyaja bhaktihi astite. You are, why? Because you are, you have nirvyaja bhaktihi. You have true or pure, unsullied, unmixed devotion for the De, for for the goddess devyam 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 nirvyaja bhaktihi astite you have devotion you have you possess real devotion for the goddess of course so this 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 um, um we can turn even these verses which just are are the setup for the frame story not even the real frame story. It's a frame story for the secondary frame story in which finally the goddess will speak and get spiritual teaching. But even this, this sets it up of, uh, there's a teaching here. We can turn this into a, a, what's being, what is the, the vritti here? Um, um, what makes, what is fortunate? What makes us fortunate? Bhakti makes us fortunate. Devotion, there's many definitions of lucky, right? Those who, I mean, successful, you know, lucky in love, lucky in, in work and in, in, in health and sports. There's all kinds of things you can you can use different criteria, right? But this criteria is what to be described by a saint as you're very lucky, right? Because why? Because you possess devotion. That's that what makes us blessed. That's what uh, uh, this is a result of being blessed, result of doing what needs to be done. This is a result of being taught by great souls, right? Our fortune comes from the fact that we have bhakti. And this also becomes the qualification, the adhikara, for hearing the Devi, the Devi Gita, right? He hears the Devi Gita. Um, he even wants to hear the Devi Gita, and therefore he hears the Devi Gita because he has devotion, right? And this is nirvyaja, nir without, and vyaja, V-Y, long A, J, long A, my tongue's not doing it today, right? Vyaja means the seat or pretense or show, right? And so uh, this means that your, your bhakti is without show. It's not pretentious, right? It's not, it's not, um, 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 um. yeah, it's, 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 at first I would think, you know, it means without like, without other things mixed in, it's, it's not even, it's not showy, right? It's not, you're not pretending, right? Uh, 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 like this. You are, in other words, you're saying you are sincere, you're, Another other words to to uh, describe this term is sincere, pure, honest, right? So these are wonderful. Each one of these words together, go, what does it mean? The bhakti for the goddess that makes us fortunate is sincere, pure, and honest, right? This is very very nice. So, what is the things that can make bhakti? Insincere, perhaps, if we can use that language, dishonest uh, uh, or showy, perhaps, or um, uh, hypocritical or impure. Actually, I, I'm, I'm more focused on the term impure here in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the shades of the meaning of, of the term, 
right? Because that's the term that Sri Ramakrishna used considerably. He used this term that is Shura Bhakti, right? And Chaitanya uses terms like it's not just devotion, right? And devotion has many meanings. It means dedication. I mean, all kinds of things, right? But pure love, love, love for the God, love for God. That's Shuddha, pure. It means and pure is something unmixed. What's it mixed with? Other motivations. Right. And so we have all kinds of things that motivate our spiritual life, even our devotion. It could be even the Gita mentions four types of people or five types of people, three types of people. Embarrassing. Uh, come to me or worship me. Those who are suffering, those who are looking for benefit, those who want knowledge. There's different ways. Uh, there's different uh, uh, reasons to approach. Right. Uh, uh, and many people, and even in the in in, in the, the Vedic tradition itself, and as the critique of some of the devotional schools and devotional Puranas will critique the Vedic ritual, their critique of it if it's meant to attain heaven or benefit on earth. And that is a major focus of Vedic rites in the Vedic world is to attain success on earth and to attain uh, heavenly rewards after, after. And then, of course, in many religions, we hear that also there's... You get blessings, blessings here, and then and then uh, a divine or blissful afterlife. Um, but this may not. This is not. This is not pure devotion. This is a, this is a, this is not shud bhakti as per the devotional traditions, right? You know, the quote. I think I maybe I put it here. I did. This is from Bhakti Yoga, his famous little book, Bhakti Yoga, based on some lectures, right? And the previous sentence he mentions that that, that uh, um, um, many people hold the purpose of religion is to bring pe make people happy in this world also. And it is, I mean, it's natural to want to be happy. And we should be happy. I want, every, I want all of you to be happy in this world, right? And be without fear and have enough to eat to be, and be emotionally satisfied like that, right? But that's not, that's not, that's not uh, as presented in this category of text, this is not the final goal. So this is a, I'll just read it out loud. To men who never rise higher than eating, drinking, begetting, progeny, and dying, the only gain is, is sense enjoyments. And they must wait to go through many more births and reincarnations, learn to feel even the faintest necessity for anything higher. That term, Bhumananda, Swami Bhumananda said, is to experience many things with discretion. Right? One has gone through them nicely, then higher ideas will sometimes uh, bloom. But those whom the eternal interests of the soul are much higher value than the fleeting interests of this mundane life, to whom the gratification of the senses is, is like the thoughtless play of a baby, of the baby, to them God and the love of God form the highest and the only utility of human existence. Thank God that there are still such living in this world of too much worldliness. Right? And then in another point of, in the Bhakti Yoga, I just included this because it's a great definition of this ecstatic, pure devotion by Swami Vivekananda. Bhakti Yoga is a real, genuine search of the Lord, a search beginning, continuing, ending in love. One single moment of the madness of extreme love to God brings us eternal freedom. Um, um, so this is the, the pure bhakti that perhaps is being mentioned here. So let's go on to the next verse four here. Srinurajam kuravritam sati dehagni bharite Brandha Shivastu Pabrama Fachidesha Stito Stirobhavit Pavat. Long A short A Bhavat. Um, here, O King, Srinu, this term you hear a lot, Srinu, listen, listen carefully. 
um, 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 I, I, even when I first when I first heard met my own guru Swami Vishnudevan and Saraswati Maharaj, um, he was in somebody's living room, and he come. We're all waiting there, and this old sadhu in his eighties, nineties, early nineties, late eighties comes, sits down, and the first thing he says is, "My dear self, my own self, in the form of sisters and brothers, our brothers and sisters." Beautiful way to start. He says, "I have no bookish knowledge." Right? I have not read anything. I don't know any scripture. I have not studied in school. So, but I'm I am telling my own life. He'd always start with a little with his own experience, right? Then he says, "Please listen and hear me attentively." Right? So I, 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 whenever I hear the Shinu Rajam, I said, "Please listen." Guruji said, "Please listen attentively," because I'm telling something important. This is important. Hear, O King. Here is a, a king. This, this ancient, here it says this ancient, I like, this is a great beginning of a story, listen to an ancient story. Of course, it is from, a, it is a, from the Shimadevi Bhagavatam, which is supposed to have place, this conversation supposed to have taken place after the, just after the Mahabharata War, um, uh, between, you know, 1200 years ago to 5,000 years ago, something like that. It's already an old story, but it's down, tell, I'm telling a really ancient story. And the story is about Sati, uh, uh, Shiva's first wife, if you were to think of Shiva having a first wife, right? The Divine Mother's incarnation as, or manifestation of Shiva's wife as a daughter of Daksha, Sati. This ancient tale, so I was thinking ancient tale, this Pura also means previous tale, right? Because the story just before, the, the Bhagavad, the, the Devi Gita, Right, the just the previous chapter, not even not even two chapters, right, is about the story of Sati, right. So here, this ancient tale, when Sati was consumed in the fire, was told. I don't know, you know, seven minutes ago or something like that. So it could just be. I mean, I'm also telling you uh, the previous. I'm a, a lot, I'm giving a focus on this previous story, right? Uh, you you asked about why did this you, about this light that just appeared. And the God saw this the, God, the, the divine as this, this pillar of light, as this Maha Maha um, um, Param Maha um, in the previous in the, in the first one and two, right? To understand that one has one has to remember a previous tale. So the previous tale is the ancient tale, this ancient story, or the one I just mentioned. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring your attention to a few more details of that. But also, in order to understand anything, you have to. This is the this is the nature of a Purana. To understand anything, you have to understand another story, and to understand that story, you have to understand another story. There's stories within stories within stories, right? So what is that ancient tale? Um, when the body of Sati was consumed in flames, Sati Dehagni Bharjate. What is it? Sati Deha Agni Bharjite, right? Uh, uh, when Sati Deha is her bot means body, right? De, uh, deha body, Dehe in the body, right? Dehe Agni fire, right? And Bharjite burned or fired, you know, fried. Ah, that's a perfect. Actually, it's a good word. Actually, I was thinking my joke name in India amongst the Swami, they call me Begum Bhajananda. Right, uh, begu means uh, um, uh, eggplant, and bhaja means to fry. Right, and so I'm one who gets great happiness and bliss from eating fried eggplant. This is their joke. I actually like begum bhaja Bengali or uh, begum bhaja. So they love it. So, I mean, just, so if you want to 
charm swamis that don't like you, you immediately make a joke like this and they immediately like you. So this is my my social, awkward social technique of, of, of making people like me, right? But, but this term bhaja is, is uh, the bhar, it comes kind of to fry, to cook, to kind of like fried things also, bhaja. Um, but so there's an eight, so the sto- obviously this, the ancient story is that sati, who we mentioned in the previous in the previous chapter, was consumed in the flames. And in that story, Puravritami, uh, 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 it's also I want to mention it's told in the it, the story is also told in the Mahabharata, so it is an old story, right? It's, it, you find it in a very popular form in the Mahabharata. The form that I am most familiar with it is quite elaborately told in the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Vaishnava text. It's told very elaborately, um, um, very beautifully also. So I'm at so when I've given from several months discussions on it years ago. So it's I spent a lot of time analyzing the thinking and finding the symbolism, the meaning. And, and 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 inspiration from that version, right? Uh, uh, and it's in the like and it's, and it's told in the previous chapter of the Jama Devi Bhagavatam. Um, so, in the Devi Bhagavatam, in the previous chapter, it's not told very elaborately, right? It's told and, and not a lot of details given. It mentions that Daksha, the the, the father, the Prajapati Daksha, the son of Brahma, one of the progenitors of mankind. He's the kind of the um, uh, the progenitor of the Brahminical culture, right? Uh, one of the um, there's different prajapatis that go to create different parts of society. He creates the the, the Brahminical culture and the kind of the the the, the rules of of Brahminical um, um, society um, and morality and so like that. That's what he represents, right? And it's due to some sexual misconduct because uh, uh, there's nobody to create his own daughter anyway it's, it's a company uh, uh, the story is there but it, barely told but um, um, because of this it simply mentioned that sati consumed herself in the yogic fire um, um, uh, yoga agnina yoga yoga nina inner fire this inner fire of yoga so in the more elaborate story in the Srimad in the Srimad Bhagavatam um, um, Vish Prajapati doesn't really like Shiva, but Sati marries Shiva. She falls in love with Shiva due to destiny. Um, um, and he, due to all kinds of past history, doesn't like Shiva because he believes Shiva insulted his father Brahma. There's a lot of stories like that. But really it's become in the story a tension between Daksha, meaning this Brahminical uh, uh, society, and Shiva, who does not fit that society, he breaks that society. He lives on the outskirts of society. And very likely also, I mean, his characters, is he, he's probably even a deity of a non-Brahminical deity, uh, um, um, non-Vedic deity, should I say, I'm sorry, uh, uh, that, 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 you know, and even now we think he's covered in ashes, he smokes ganja, he lives in cremation grounds, he's surrounded by ghouls, right? He doesn't live in a house, he has unkept hair, uh, covered in ashes, you know, all this type of cremation ashes. So he's already, he all the things that Brahminical culture holds sacred, he flaunts, and all the things that Brahminical culture thinks are impure and immoral, he does and represents, right? So there's going to be a tension in that. And eventually the tension got so bad where he, uh, uh, um, where he purposely, in, in order to insult Shiva and and, and to insult and to to insult 
Sati, his own daughter, who married Shiva, he performs a big fire sacrifice uh, uh, and he invites all the gods, all the goddesses, all the Apsaras and Gandharvas and Kinadas, all the semi-divine beings, and doesn't invite Shiva and doesn't invite his own daughter in a, in a way of showing great disdain publicly to not invite somebody to a party. The only purpose of the party is to not invite somebody, to let them know they're not invited. So uh, Sati goes anyways uh, against Shiva's, some versions say against Shiva's wish. Others, Shiva had to accept it because he knew that he knew the divine destiny. She goes and we realize when she realizes that what has happened and that this is purposely to insult Shiva, right? She being the wife of Shiva, and, and sati has become to, has come to mean a devoted wife is a sati as a word for one of the meanings of sati right that she some versions of the story have her and the way we understand it she jumps in the in the in the fire of of, of Daksha's sacrifice and consumes herself and then shiva gets very upset and he sends an incarnation a part called a Vir, uh, uh, viravadra and badrakali and slaughters everybody in the, the sacrifice, cuts off the head of Abduksha and throws in, 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 all the, in a very dramatic and violent story of the, the, these two worlds clashing. Um, and then eventually things calm down and he brings everybody back to life and Nandi intercedes and there's a whole story, right? But in, the, in some version, I really think, oh, she burns herself in the fire. But here it says, it says, uh, Yogagnina, Yagnina, he burns herself in her own fire, right? So in the, I like this. She she doesn't jump into a fire pit. She closes her eyes and awakens her inner fire. Her her uh, we commonly call it butagni. Okay, we have butagni. We have an energy of fire within us, an energy within us, right? But of course, she's a goddess, so her energy is is the fire, right? If she consumes, and it says that 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 Shiva, when he got there, found her. Of course, if either he picked up her ashes or picked up her charred body or just her dead body, which is the way how the text actually just says he picked up her dead body. And then he wandered in grief throughout the three worlds, right? And in his grief, holding over his shoulders or in his arm, the dead body of his wife, right? Um, uh, lamenting and crying. And it says the gods got so scared because when Shiva gets angry or Shiva goes mad, you know, things, he's God, he's a, he's, a, he's a self of all, everything gets agitated. And partially out of concern for him to keep the cosmic flow going and for the good of the world, it says Vishnu either, some versions with his chakra began to cut up part, uh, uh, Sati's body or with his arrows began to cut up Sati's body and different parts of the body began to fall. And slowly, eventually, Shiva, the, his, her body fell to earth in different places. And those became known as the Shakti Pitams. And also in the previous chapters of the Devi Bhagavad, Devi Gita describes 108 of these Shakti Pitams. There's different lists, different texts have different lists. The classical list is 50 or 54. This text says 108, um, uh, describes. And, um, um, and, and actually in our in two classes in our uh, Hindu goddess class, we'll talk about the Shakti Pitams and pilgrimage. That be, this becomes a main understanding of, 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 of goddess pilgrimages in India. At any given time, people are visiting, millions of people are going from one Shakti pit or to a Shakti, to a Shakti pit, to these ancient places of Devi worship. And it says where her body fell, Shiva in some form went there and meditated, right? Mm -hmm. 
uh, and, and, and would go and, and meditate in that in, in, in that in that place. So it says, "Hero King is ancient tale when the body of Sati was consumed in flames, the bewildered Shiva wandered about, falling here and there, motionless on the ground." Right. Um, uh, Brantaha Shiva to Shiva was Brantaha, bewildered, right? And and we know in we mentioned in our last class in, on, 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 on Sunday that in the in the Chandi we're talking about Devi Mahatmyam, uh, Ya Devi Sarvabhuteshu Branti Rupena Samsita, right? You owe that goddess who exists in all beings, even in the form of confusion. Or bewilderment, or, or, or like this. So here, Shiva himself has become bewildered when it was Devi's loss, right? And he wandered about, falling here and there on the ground, right? From place to place, he's falling, right? I'll bring this next verse, and then we'll, I think we're not going to get. I have I prepared fourteen verses. We're not going to get fourteen verses. We'll get five, maybe. We'll end here. Um, this beautiful painting. Right, is that of, of um, uh, Nandalal Bose, a beautiful Bengali painter um, who did an incredible series on the life of Anandamoy Ma. If you can look up Anandamoy Ma on Google and look up Nandalal Bose, you get to see exquisite paintings. His All of his paintings are so beautiful. But this shows Shiva uh, sitting here, I mean, instead of wandering, it is, it's a, a, but with, with, with Parvati, with Sati's body. It says, Prapanchamana Rahita Rahita Samadhi Gatta Manasaha Dhyana Devi Sarupantu Kala Ninyesa Atmavan. We'll end with this verse. Prapanchamana Rahita. Prapancha is the visible, means this visible world. Right. Prapanchan meaning the, the 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 objective the world that we can perceive through the senses, right? Something like that. Manarahita. Um, 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 he he uh, man, mana his mind, right? And uh, Rahita left devoid of, unaware, unaware of what he became unconscious of the material world. And of course, we want to be unconscious of the material world. I mean, maybe in times of meditation, not all the time. We have to also open our eyes and, and, and deal with, with, deal with uh, the divine reality at hand, right? But when Shiva closes his eyes or if Shiva doesn't see the world, something happens. And this is a, maybe we can say this is a, a, um, a, a, a interpretive tool or principle or, 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 or that in, in mythology, right? If you're to, to look at the Shiva myth, I hate to, hate to use this word in the, in the wrong way, I mean, misunderstood, but Shiva is, in, especially in in in, in Tantra, like Shiva and Par Shiva and Devi is Shiva's consciousness, and Devi is the manifestation of um, the, uh, the Shakti, right? Uh, uh, kind of using the Purusha Pakriti idea that Shiva and Shakti or consciousness or, or Brahman or consciousness and its manifestation, right? And in many of the stories, when Shiva closes his eyes, right, it means he does not see the world. What, what is this world? This world is Devi. This world is Shakti. That means he's not, he, of course, he lost the body of Shakti, of his wife, Sati, who is the Parashakti, his own Shakti. So he doesn't see her, right? Which also means he doesn't see her. It means he doesn't see her in this world. 
he doesn't see the external world, right? And when Shiva doesn't see the world, just like in the in the Sankhya language, when Purusha isn't close to Pakriti, Pakriti doesn't vibrate and everything freezes. And therefore you see Shiva in a mountain, him, you know, he closes his eyes, his both his both feet in meditation, right? Uh, means not touching the earth, right? Both in Padmasana, right? Not touching the earth, eyes closed, internal. What happens? Snow, rivers freeze, plants die. Nature doesn't vibrate. There's no life, uh, doesn't vibrate. But when, when he sees the material world, when he sees material world as an expression of Devi, um, then rivers flow, plants bloom, fields, fields grow. There's some, this one way of interpreting, the, the one way of understanding the Shiva opening his eyes. So Ma, when, when Shiva's with Devi, He's seen Devi, and therefore, and in the stories, he becomes a householder, and he loves Devi, and they have love play, and they have children, and then and they keep the they keep the world show going. But when she disappears, he his response is fine. I don't see her. I won't see her. And and also, what do you do when you, if you don't want to see? Yeah, I'll find her within. Right. I'm not going to see her. She died. So for I'm not going to see her. I'm not. She's not outside. I don't relate to her anymore. I shall find her within. So his mind became, he was unaware of the material world, of the manifested world, his mind being fully absorbed. Here's Samadhi Gatta Manasaha. Samadhi Gatta Manasaha. Manasaha, Manasaha, right? Is his, his the, the, he became, Gatta Manasaha become, means to get gone or fallen or disappeared, lost in Samadhi. And Samadhi could mean just, not conscious of the material world. Somebody could just be a term like that. But we have to assume that this is intentional, right? That he's in samadhi, right? It means this is a, in a certain sense, a lot of us are trying to attain those or those in the yogic tradition, especially, want to attain samadhi. We want nirvikalpa samadhi, right? We want that. And what is nirvikalpa samadhi? Even, even the Devi herself will describe later in fifth or sixth chapter of the Devi, Devi Gita. We'll get there eventually. Right, not at this speed. I don't know when at this speed, but we'll get there eventually. She herself will describe samadhi. Is that when one contemplates experientially the the identity between the individual soul soul and Brahman, when that that is samadhi. So maybe this is that by being that, you know, a hundred verses later, Devi herself is going to define samadhi this way. And here the term samadhi could be this way also that that his mind in samadhi, dhyana and Devi sarupam tuk uh, so. What did he do? He passed the time. Tu kalam ninye saha. He he passed the uh, 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 time doing what? Dhyanam, dhyayan, devi sarupam. Right. He uh, contemplating the dhyana, dhyana, dhyayan, meditating devi goddess. Means sati, but not just sati, not because sati is gone. The goddess swarupam, her her essential nature, her own nature. Swarupa means one's own form, but here swarupam usually means your own nature. So it could be, and I think uh, um, uh, Mackenzie Brown, Professor Brown, he Professor Mackenzie Brown, he uses, he says that in sometimes swarupam in the Devi Bhagavatam itself or in the Devi Gita refers to the supreme goddess of her original form, her real form, her swarupa is goddess um, uh, Bhuvaneshwari. Bhuvaneshwari is the goddess of the Devi Bhagavatam and it's the goddess of the Devi, of the, Devi the one who appears in the story and, and, and teaches the Devi. When we, we hear the Devi Gita, the teachings of the goddess, 
which goddess? Bhuvaneshwari, supreme ruler of the world, right? Bhuvaneshwari. And that's a very specific form. She has four arms, a particular iconography form. So some have said, oh, it's that he's just meditating on, 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 on the form of the goddess. But I think my the way I've always understood this verse, I've been thinking about this verse for many years, is that she's meditating on the Devi's for essential nature as consciousness, as the universal energy, the, the unmanifested form, right? Not necessarily the, the form that matters because she's she's not, it's not her form as sati or parvati or some other form because she died, right? Sati died, right? Or disappeared, right? Or withdrew her body. And and it's not her form as Yadevi, Sarvabhutishu, as existing in all beings. As nama rupa name form causation the shakti like that because he's closed his eyes has not seen it right so he's meditating on her essential nature which is consciousness before manifestation within his own being right closing his eyes he meditates on her like this right meditate on her essential nature and 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 in many stories and like if you've seen the a thousand episodes of Devanki Dev Mahadev, like we did a couple summers ago, right? That's a big theme that whenever the time when Shiva, after Sati died, Shiva, he he's like, I don't need her externally, right? If you have her externally, she only brings pain. I shall find her within. And you can see this is a very monastic attitude, right? God may be this world, but it sucks as this world. Right, it's temporary. This world is temporary. It's not satisfying. It's never what we want. If we get it, we lose it. We always we we're not happy because we want it. We're not happy if we if we get it, we lose it. Losing it makes us unhappy. It's never it's never as good as we thought. You know all the different categories of material experience, right? And therefore, a very classic monastic sadhu type of thing is like, well, screw it, right? I'll just find everything I need within. And Shiva is the lord of such yogis, right? You know, we we have Ash. I'm wearing his. His rupa, you know, we we dress like Shiva and trying to think, oh, because he's our he's our king, he's the king of yoga, he's he's our hero, right? This moment, he's our hero because here he closes his eyes and finding Devi within. We also want to close our eyes and find Devi within, right? But he doesn't stay in this uh, this form. He eventually Devi does get born again, does manifest again as Parvati, right? In the story, right? And he does open his eyes. He does see her face to face. He does relate, and thus he does uh, love her personally. And that love play between Shakti and Shiva, they'll go to create the world, and go, and, you know, and he see, and he engages the world and enlivens the world of spirituality, right? So, it's, but but this moment, this this verse is it, it, this moment of Shiva's meditation when he's lost Devi. Devi has the, the the external form has only brought pain for him, right? So he says, "I don't need her. I need her, but I don't need her, right? I'll find her within." Right. So this is this is a, and also this is another tension is that we have the tension between Shiva and Daksha, between the 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 the, the, uh, the Brahminical culture and the yogi freedom and 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 and, and um, what Shiva represents. And you have another tension between the ascetic and the householder, the 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 withdrawn eyes closed, eyes open, nirvikalpa, salvikalpa samadhi, right? Uh, 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 finding Devi within only or seeing and relating to Debbie without respectfully and lovingly, right? So this is a, a tension like that. So it's, uh, um, let me see what the next verse is. Okay, so during this time, let me let me inject my notes before I move forward. Um, 
in my note that says grief grief led Shiva to withdraw his mind. The world was empty without her, seeking her within. Right. And so that is a good empathy. This is actually a good emphasis, a good motivation for many people, including myself, and maybe including you, right? To 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 withdraw the mind, right? Because we we grieve sometimes, suffering, whatever the cause of suffering leads us to go within sometimes. Right. Uh, um, um, and the world is empty without her. Right. And, and what we're seeking in the world is her. Right. And that's the great mystery. Our Guruji used to say that 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 unseen power is manifesting as everything, as everybody. The problem is we don't see her. We see everything. She's everything and everybody. But we see everything and everybody and not her. Right. And that causes suffering. Right. So the secret is how to see her in everything and everybody. Namaste, 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 we bow, we bow, we bow. That's a secret. We want to live uh, in, 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 we want to see her with eyes closed. We want to see her with eyes open. Uh, um, so this, so this, this motive, this, this verse can also be seen as a stage of motivation, right? Suffering in the world, disappointments in the world lead us to search within. And we should, even Shiva has to search with it. But Sri Ramakrishna said, the Vigyani, <laughs> right? Going back to Sri Ramakrishna, he says that uh, in the beginning, one thinks God alone is real. The world is not real, right? But so that's 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 the stage, right? right? But then one realizes, the Vigyani, after realization, one comes to understand the truth, which is not that at all. That's motivation. Not, not realization. The realization is God has become everything, including the world, right? But that's perhaps our philosophy and this text is going to state that up front. God has become everything. But we still have to do a little bit of renunciation. Even Shiva has to, right? In order to say we have to, because we lose her in the many instead of see her in the many. Once you know what you look for, once you find her, once you taste her, once you know what to search for, you'll, you'll catch her face and every you'll 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 notice her everywhere. You'll see her. Our Guruji said you'll find her hiding in everything, right? Uh, uh, Swami Lakshmi, I think, used this term like peekaboo almost. She's playing this game of hide and seek with us. Maybe hide and seek, maybe better. Uh, 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 and then, and that becomes very exciting. So in this state, Shiva Sati has withdrawn, right? Even Shiva is bewildered. But to speak of everybody else, Shiva has closed his eyes. We don't have Shiva's attention. And Shakti has withdrawn from the world. And Shiva has closed his eyes. Think about the state of the situation. Shiva's not paying attention to us, right? And so we, we don't find, we don't, and, and, and Devi, Shakti, the one, our mother, the mother, the Parameshwari, the mother of the world, right? Jagannatha is nowhere to be found. Right. In such a situation, bad things can happen. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe we've tried to find a deep, deep meaning in these verses. I think I can relate to, I mean, I'm not going to reveal too much of my own biography. And I don't, I, and I'm not going to ask your own biography beyond uh, general, general things. Right. But I can relate to this moment also. Right. Uh, uh, then where, 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 uh, yeah, uh, that, when we, we we don't have Shiva and we don't see our we don't see our we don't we don't have connection with spirit and we don't see the mother, right? We don't see our mother, right? You know that's a dangerous situation. In such a situation, it says 
something happened, a demon came up, which I thought I was going to get to, we'll get to next week. A demon comes in named Tarakasuda, he gets a special boon. To respond to him, Devi will take birth again in the material world as Parvati. And, uh, and, and, but before then, we'll have this beautiful scene of, of those teachings of the Devi Gita before we can get there. But um, we'll, so we'll leave it there. Let me, let me close this here. Let me double check. I didn't leave anything out with these notes, so I don't count. Uh, that's good. I think we're good. So let's stop here. Hariyom, Hariyom, Hariyom. Hariyom Tatsat Sri Guru Maharaji Ki Jai, Mahamai Ki Jai, Swamiji Maharaji Ki Jai, Madakshina Shri Dakshina Kali Ki Jai, Bhuvaneshri Devi Ki Jai, Sati Mata Ki Jai. I forgot to mention sati itself. Men, uh, I have it in my notes. Sat, sati means satya. Comes from satya. Satya. Um, um, uh, um, uh, um, means means the truth. You know, she is a, the essence of truth. Is sat is is is, sat, is sati. So anyway, we'll we'll, we'll 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 weave that into into next week's discussion. Are there any comments or sto- or, or questions? Vehement disagreements. Well, you can unmute yourself and ask, or if Amikananda is there, you can go through. I haven't gone. I haven't. I, I can't uh, follow the, uh, the 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 uh, text. You know the conversation while I'm talking, so I, I'm behind on that. Um. So is there any? Oops, let me move out of this mode. Swamiji, anything, any, any questions that needs to be? No questions per se. That's yeah. nice. That's nice statement. Any, okay, anybody on your side? Anybody in the gallery, um, the August Assembly of Rishis and Kings? I've been talking for an hour and 18 minutes. You guys got to say something. Swamiji, I have a question for yes. you. Yes. Is there um, like uh, the Devi Gita? Is there a transliteralized version? Like you yeah. know how you have the yeah. Devanagari and then yeah, have- yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> the only version I know in transliteration. I'm working on one. That's why you see the verses I'm doing. I've been, I've been doing. Right now, I have to reverse engineer these first later chapters. I also have the Devanagari. These are first chapters. I, I, I can't. I'm not good enough to reverse engineer and create the Devanagari, which I'd like to have altogether. But I think from chapter two or three, I think I also have the Devanagari. Um, but uh, but Swami Satchananda Saraswati from the they have. I mentioned I don't think they like the translation, right? But he but he and, and he starts in a weird place. It's two three. It's not the normal chapters. I think his chapter one maybe starts chapter three or something, but um, um, uh, he has, I don't even know if it's in print anymore. It's in one of the early books. I haven't seen it online or something, or maybe it's still available on Amazon, but um, uh, he, he, he has the Devanagri and the transliteration. And what I've been finding, there's mistakes in, in, in I don't know, as far as I know, I mean, I'm not expert enough, but comparing it, uh, he has the, uh, in this version, there's a Devanagri in the back, right? And from my ability to compare, I'm finding some mistakes, but at least it's something if you want to look at the verses. Um, um, but also I can, maybe I'll post 
the Devanag, uh, the transliteration of the first chapter on the website. Um, so you could have it, you don't have to buy a book on Amazon that's not that good or something, you know, um, um, uh, so you can, I'll, I'll just give you that uh, the, the Devanagri for now. I'm, but, I'll, but as I'm going through these verses to prepare, Swami uh, Ambikananda's help, we're also correcting it, you know, making sure that it matches the version, the pretty, probably, probably pretty good version in the back of this book. Yeah. Thank you, Swamiji. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Anybody else? Oh, oh, no, no. I'm not going to call anybody. Maybe next year I'm going to start calling people and put you on the spot. <laughs> um. Somebody's such an incredible artist. I checked many of his arts. I really like him. Good. Yeah, he's very good. Okay. I guess that's that's it then. Anybody, anybody? So One question. Oh, yes, Sami. From Ron Mali. You have your I hand have up? Question. <laughs> but I don't want to ask it if anyone else has a question. Nobody's asking a question. You gotta you're all so, we got. Um, you know, in verse two, uh, I know talked about the Pitri, the Upanishads, uh, the waking, dreaming, and then yep. the different states, and then Aum and the Chaturthi. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's just more of like an epistemological, like axiological question. So when they talk about Aum, mm. um, and you talk about the origins, you know, how it became to signify by the the ceiling of the beginning of like when you recite the Vedas when yeah. the law of Manu uh, you know he says at the beginning of the Vedas you have to say Om yes yes um, I was just can you just address that because like reading different the the stories from the Yaurveda and then the Brihad, Aranyaka, Upanishads. Yeah. You have all these different things as a, it, it being the form of an ascent or so be it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, it, yeah, no, that, that's interesting. There, there, there are statements that Om means yes. Right, so that, that, I mean, it's an, not a, I mean, it's overly simplistic, right? But Om is a sense. Sometimes when people say Om, they mean they're agreeing with what you said, right? You know, it's like, uh, and and in um, even in the Durga, when we do Durga Puja, we don't do this. I mean, it's in my large Puja, even like for like an Amabasha Puja, but I don't always do it. But during Durga Puja, I don't leave it out, where you um, 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 you make a statement and you say, I'm doing this auspicious Puja. Right, may may benefit come to it, right? And then you call out, may the assembled Brahmins say Om, mean like make make it be so. Anyway, with 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 the priests and the assembled uh, the, the the holy people, they say Om is like going may it be so, may it be so, right? And I mean we do it. Our, we we do the. I mean if if we were in a in a um um if I had choreograph it properly, I'd say the verse, and other people would say Om, and people would say Swasti, and they say different words of assent right uh, uh uh during this episode so there's a there, it even oh. it into our into our puja 
into certain pujas, you know, this idea. Um, but, you know, it's like different Upanishads will describe Om differently. And you mentioned the um, um, Mundakya Upanishad, is a short Upanishad, I believe, that deals primarily with Om and the three letters of Om. And so, and we, I think, I don't, I don't have my notes immediately in front of me from last week, but we're talking about um, 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 the, the fourth state, right? I think it's worth referring to that, the Maha, the, the, uh, maybe I do have my notes here. Uh, verse one, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, that the idea that the fourth state, and so Om, some texts will connect the letters of Om to the states of consciousness, but actually Om, it's going to re, re, it's because it's made of three letters, the way it's an analyze right? It's going to represent very easily if people who want to use it and 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 connect their philosophy or the thing that to the prestige of this pristine Vedic mantra, right? Of the of the Omkara, right? They're gonna so it becomes Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. It becomes creation, sustenance, and destruction. Become this waking dreaming and dream of sleep. It means past, present, and future. It means subject, object, and relationship. It means um, 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 uh, um, all these different uh, um, sattva, rajas, and tamas. It means um, Brahma, uh, Saraswati, Lakshmi, and Parvati, Icha uh, Shakti, uh, Kriya Shakti, Jnana Shakti. That means will, knowledge, and 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 um, and and action, right? So all these triune things, right, are going to be attributed to, connected to 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 the Omkara. But each of these triune things, right, has a fourth. That's why in the Chandi, that opening in the Brahma Sutra we mentioned briefly. In, 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 in Sunday's class, right? It says, uh, it's, it says, Twam Swaha, Twam Swadha, Twam He, you are, you are these Vedic mantras. And then it says, you are the three sounds. You are the three-lettered mantra, meaning Om, right? And its secret fourth mode, and it's, it's, and it's fourth, and, and the secret or silent fourth, and its hidden form of, 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 of recitation or of meditation. And I quoted in verse last week, um, um, this that uh, umkara um, bindu samyuktam with bindu. So the idea that whatever in the sound of a u m, right? There's something from which the om comes and which it go, which it goes. And therefore, in all these trinities, past, present, and future, creation, everything comes out and goes into something. And that coming out and going into something is still there at all times, unchanged. That is a chaturti or turiya. The fourth state, right? So the state, uh, waking, dreaming, and dreamless sleep. You wake up, you dream, you go to sleep. But then there's something from which these come and go, and 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 that's consistent through all the states. And so my own Guruji, Swami Vishwananda, I remember. It's very interesting. I have to say a little bit embarrassing because it was like one of my last meetings with him. And I didn't fully appreciate, that was my last meeting, was I didn't fully appreciate it, where he was explaining to me the secret of Om, of a mantra, and how Om and all mantras come out of silence and go into silence, right? And that the focus should be the silence from which sound comes, exists, and disappears is God, right? The Omkar is the expression, but the silence you have to find, right? And in my mind, because of other training and other thinking, you know, more than self-realized 90-year-old saints, right? You think, oh, that's not, that's not, that's not what mantra is. And mantra is the name, and what, what the name points to. That's all true, but he's he was given an inner secret, right? Of uh, the, 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 and even there's a the great scene 
Many of you may have known, if you know about the life of Ramana Maharshi, that he, for many years he was in silence, right? And he didn't speak or very rarely spoke. He mostly wrote down teachings and, and most people's questions were answered in silence. But it says that the, his that great disciple, Ganapati Muni, um, um, uh, 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 Ganapati Muni, he went to him and says, Guruji, uh, uh, Maharishi, I've chanted every mantra. I know the Vedas. He had chanted by 10, you know, like millions of mantras. I've, I memorized the Vedas. I've done tapasya. I've done, he's done a lot, but I don't know what tapasya means. And then please tell me what is tapasya? What is austerity? What is real austerity? And Ramana Harishi, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he says, when you say a mantra, right, the silence in which the mantra comes in which it exists, in which it again disappears into. Know that, that is tapas. He says, when a thought arises in the mind, the thought rises and again goes in where it then disappears into when it's finished, right? Know that, that is tapas, right? The same teaching, right? To know where, where so there, so Sri Ramakrishna used also this way of meditating on Om to get you to the source of it. He says, like, it's like, it's like it, when you hit a gong, dum. We can follow the sound, right? Where does it disappear to? You don't know where it eventually disappears. It disappears in which it came into the silence. But we don't know where that's at. We miss the sound. We can fall, we can hold in on that sound. We can follow it into the silence, right? And he used another example, Japa of meditation and Om and other things, is like going, is having um, um, a chain uh, to a tre- tied to a treasure in the river. You can go holding that chain link by link. You can go all the way down against the current in a certain sense and, and find the treasure, you know, the thing which where the chain is coming from, you know, link by link. So there, there's, a, there's a long tradition of the of Om being the three states of everything, right? But the real power of Om is not just in those three, but in the, from, from, which, from whence it comes, right? And it's, it's so beautiful because Om and, and holy sound and holy thoughts and holy mantras all found, all thoughts, um, all words come, exist, and disappear into the silence of Brahman, right? Into the silence of the self, right? But certain sounds are really pure, and they're sacred to us. They're not, and therefore we take them really seriously, and we can focus on them with devotion, right? And, great, and they're suited for such meditation, right? We could, should be able to follow any sound, any thought, or see the gap between thoughts and being between sounds, and know that, and know, and know. In this, back to our verses, the Shiva, Shiva, and so Shiva is the silence. Shakti is its manifestation. We can know Shiva by 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 following the manifestation back to its original source, something like that. So I don't, I don't know if that answers, but it's something. Guruji, <laughs> I got inspired just thinking about it. I don't know if it answers any of these questions. Go ahead. Ellen Ma has a question. Thank you so much. <laughs> Who has a question? Ellen Ma. Ellen Jai Ma. Swamiji, can you post in the classroom the four qualities that makes one prepared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, have, I can easily copy and paste. I'll post that. <laughs> the four qualities. Which four qualities? Can we mention several federal lists? Yogyata. Uh, okay, oh yeah. So the, the, the qualities that make one a, a qualified student. Yes. So that list is specifically mentioned. I, I mean, I, had to, I skipped about it because I realized... Like all my thing, my introductions take up all the time, my allotted time, right? I never get to the verses, right? But it's 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 actually describing the nature of understanding um, 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 uh, um, 
uh, Puranas, but but that uh, what's um, Agams, uh, uh, the so the Tantra, the Agamas, and Puranas in a certain sense in that same category of stated by great saints and heard from by um, heard by uh, uh, by faithful people that are qualified. So the, the speaker has to be qualified. Anything spoken by a qualified person is listed in some definitions as Agama, right? Uh, and therefore, you know. And, and especially if it's it's about if it's about things we we cannot know otherwise, right? Until you know, so that that, that still requires the shabda pramana, the evidence of of of, of somebody of, of a divine authority. Um, but it requires both a qualified person to speak, right? Here, vyasa and Devi, right? Or maybe a, or or a guru or some saint, right? And and it requires it, the, the the right listener. You know, and therefore that the these four I'll mention these I'll, I'll I'll post today itself the four qualities on the classroom page. Um anything else? I have a quick question, Swamiji. Yes. Um oh yes, okay. So, hi. So um when when Shiva was walking with Debbie and I was holding her and it was so oh my gosh, my heart. But yeah. uh when she fell, he said she walked. He walked through the three worlds, right? Mm-hmm. He walked through. So the three she, world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When she fell, did any of her fall in a world that wasn't this one? That's a good question. The classical list. I actually I, the the classical list of fifty or fifty four. We. I mean, you can go to all fifty of them. You know, they're 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 in this realm, right? But in this. In the in the chapter previous to Devi Bhagavatam, it has a, a different list of 108, right? And I don't, I haven't, I haven't looked at that list in 20 years. I mean, I skipped it. I have been, I've been focusing on what I'm going to speak about, right? So, but actually, we'll look at the list because in two weeks we have a talk on the on the Shakti Pitams. So maybe oh. maybe the Shakti Pitams will be that's that. And, you know, there's a clever title. I didn't come up with it. It's from a from a previously published book, Remembering the Goddess. You saw that that's was the chapter. Right, as, as pilgrimage in the Shakti Pitans, remembering yeah. because she's been membered, you know. So it's it's a play of, oh, of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The members of the cutting up the body. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not clever enough to come up with that. Adi told me <laughs> he, he he showed me the book it comes from. He said you should use this as the title of the book. Remembering the goddess, right? About uh, uh, so, uh, but there may be places, you know, because there's so many stories where where parts where where scenes happen in not just this realm. So there may mm-hmm. be Shakti Pitams in the higher realms and in the lower realms mentioned in the text, right? But it's really, I mean, I don't want to, I, I don't want to overspeak on the Shakti Pitams because then I won't have anything to say on, on next, <laughs> <No worries. laughs> next, next Thank you so much, Dee. I'll tell you one thing about that, one of the powerful things about the Shakti, and what I mean, the real purpose of the stories of the Shakti Pitams is to graph right this divine stories and mythologies and divine worlds onto the earth onto our geography mm-hmm. right so now our world becomes a divine world right and that's also a really important point actually um actually i mean i have i have i have a few i have a i have a a note in a further in one of my first in one of the other verses to talk about this but it, about about this of, of uh, you know, we have this idea, we have as above, so below. That's that, yeah. you know, that idea, right? And that's something, and this is every spiritual culture believes this, right? That this world as it is here is a result, it's, it's patterned after the spiritual realm. We look about the skies and see our world reflected, right? 
you yeah. know, you know, and then we can because then oh, things that are wrong in this world are because of the problem in the upper worlds, right? And therefore, we see, or we're suffering because the gods of love are also suffering, right? We're we're rejoicing because the gods are rejoicing, right? So, people like 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 uh, like um, 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 Iliadi would use this idea. Right, the divine mm-hmm. reveals itself as culture, but then you have other uh, sociologists that that see that our view of heavens and the heavenly worlds are our world projected up. So there's a line that says, "So below, as below, so above." Right, uh-huh. we look up and see, you know, we look up and and, and assign to the stars our world. Right, yeah. we have a king, therefore we imagine there's a king in heaven, as if a medieval uh, government system, some another, is the divine reality. Right. Or if we have, if we have, if, if we have, if corn's really important to us, we look up and see corn. Right. You know, it's like, you know, there's a thing, there's a thing about that also. So it's a very interesting play that, and, and so this, this, uh, the, the Shakti Pitams really put these two together in a certain way where it makes this world and the divine world mix in a very unique way. We don't need to go to heaven. Right. We, we yeah. can, we, we can go down the street and find her and see but her. You- the yeah. microcosm and the macrocosm, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like right. what happens on one is. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll, we'll okay. I'm glad you brought it up because it just, yes, my, my warm up is, I've been scared of what to say about it, but my warm up is giving me some ideas. So I can't wait to be kind of. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> it's a really interesting topic for me. So, so two different, two very different approaches to, 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 uh, to society and religion and, and religious views. So, um. <clears throat> Mario, Mario, Mario. Anybody else? Um, um, Okie dokie, then. I guess that's it. We salute everybody with loving affection. I'm Atmaram. Nice to see you. Sundari, who do we have? Alex, like Jaima, Rami, Ellen, Ananda. Dubai, Shelly, Shelby. So, oh, there you are. We see you. That's great. That's great. Heather, Daima, Durgadasi, Daima, Daima, and the other guy next to you. Daima, Daima, Premdara, Reverend Zo. We did see you. We know. We're very happy. Actually, we mentioned last week that the idea for this class came from from um, Giri, but. The uh, uh, in a discussion with Reverend Zo, right? Yeah. I made the I made the commitment. I like, go I think this is a good thing. I think that we need Yay. to. But so you're on the, the two of you <laughs> from two different sides poking. <laughs> that gave me gave me some courage to to to, to do this again. Happy to. Jaima, Jaima. Thank you, Jaima. Jaima, Carolyn, Catherine, Jaima, 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 Jaima. I didn't see you there, Daima. <laughs> I wasn't in this mode, so now I'm now I'm seeing who's on, who's on my screen as people. Daima, I'm glad to see you. Daima, you're in, in San Diego County, right? Where What's are you? that? I'm sorry. Where are you right now? Uh, New Jersey. In New Jersey. Oh my God. My brain. In my brain, I just I just put you in San Diego. You're in New Jersey. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Great. I won't say anything. Yep. I'm not, I'm Opposite not the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, New Jersey, Daima.
Good night, Shubo Ratri.